Hi, I am Bruce Rodriguez. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Philippine shares get dragged into the regional downswing as doubts emerge over the partial U.S.-China trade deal. As Michelle Ong tells us, investors are now looking to get a boost from the upcoming earnings season. Asian markets once again dancing to the latest beat in the U.S.-China trade talks. And as the notes turn somber, with China raising a few more questions before signing on to President Donald Trump's phase one deal, so have several markets. The PSEI lost half a percent to close at 78.40. First Metro Security Sandigiles tells investors to give more weight to domestic catalysts than external headwinds. Like a, a toy balloon hitting the ceiling. We're waiting for next year for a trap door to open and for it to float to a higher level, hopefully above 8,000 level, assuming that net profits improve over time. Giles says to level up, earnings will have to grow at least 12 percent next year. In corporate stories, Metro Pacific is getting fresh capital from new investor KKR, which is pouring in over 35 billion pesos to help its hospital unit expand aggressively even before the planned 83 billion peso IPO. Under the agreement, the KKR GIC consortium will subscribe to 5.2 billion pesos worth of shares and invest another 30.1 billion pesos in mandatorily exchangeable bonds. The bond shall grant the group the right to exchange them for around 240 million common shares in Metro Pacific Hospital on the sooner of 10 years or an initial public offering. The money will be used to reduce its bank borrowings and hit its hospital unit's targets. There is a likelihood that the uh, IPO of the hospital unit will be deferred, but I do not think that it would be uh, pushed back for uh, longer than a year because uh, even with the uh, cash infusion, the firm still needs a um, significant amount of money to pay off uh, their debts. In total, I believe their debt is around uh, $4 billion, with 1.3 of which will be uh, maturing within the next uh, three to four years. Last year, KKR also invested millions of dollars in another Manipangilinan-led company, PLDT's tech unit Voyager Innovation. Metro Pacific shares fell over 3% in Tuesday trade. And Century Pacific Food Group signs multiple deals to supply tuna, sardines and coconut milk to four Russian companies. These are among the $12.6 million deals signed during President Duterte's visit to Russia earlier this month. The group says Russia is an attractive market for its large, increasingly affluent and highly educated population, saying Russia can help build its global consumer base for the flagship brand Century Tuna. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Central Bank slashes the reserve requirement ratio for bonds issued by banks and quasi-banks from 6% down to 3%. This in line with its commitment to help deepen the local debt market. The new rate is lower than the triple R on other debt instruments issued by banks, such as long-term negotiable certificates of time deposits, which is currently at 4%. The move is expected to reduce bonds issuers' intermediation costs. The decision follows last month's announcement of a further 100 basis points cut in the bank's triple R. The latest reduction will take effect on November 1st. Personal remittances from overseas Filipinos rose in August. 
Data from the Philippine Central Bank show personal remittances reached $2.9 billion in August. That's 4.2 percent higher than the figure recorded in the same period last year. Now this brings the total remittances for the first eight months of the year to $22 billion. Cash remittances also increased in August, amounting to $2.6 billion. Total cash remittances for the first eight months of the year now stands at $19.8 billion. Former opponents become allies, the Finance Department and the Philippine Economic Zone Authority now working hard towards a version of the Corporate Income Tax and Incentive Rationalization Act that's acceptable to all stakeholders. But as Juan de Guzman tells us, the two agencies' cooperation isn't the end of the battle for government's second tax reform package. Finance Undersecretary Carl Chua thanks the Philippine Economic Zone Authority and PESA Director General Charito Plaza for pledging 100% support toward the speedy passage of the Corporate Income Tax and Incentive Rationalization Act. He also confirmed the Finance Department is now open to all of the proposals PESA will be putting forward regarding Satira, which Plaza enumerated exclusively to ABS-CBN last week. They agreed on the principles, performance-based, targeted, time-bound, transparent. There are some proposals uh, that have been proposed, uh, suggested to lengthen the sunset or the availment. So these are the things we will continue to consider in the hearings. Respect the grandfather rule and um, allow a at least 10 to 15 years transition um, or retain the the GIE, the GIE regime, the ease of doing business, which is the best practice of PESA. We are open to all the <laughs> proposals. Chua also presented before a special Senate forum on Satira four cost-benefit analyses the DOF did on the existing incentives regime of investment promotion agencies like PESA. One methodology, the implicit labor subsidy, or how much it costs government to create each job based on the incentives and job creation of locators, shows it costs government 2.8 million pesos on average to generate one job from 2015 to 2017, and over 3 million pesos per job in 2017. Looking at the cost broken down by IPA, PESA's implicit labor subsidy for 2017 was nearly 3.3 million, close to 300,000 pesos above the average. Another methodology, the net government revenue effect, showed for every one peso incentive paid out, only 35 centavos came back. Essentially, the study showed tax incentives cost more than the overall tax benefits. Other speakers at the forum, including John Forbes of the American Chamber of Commerce, also supported Satira, saying it is a much-needed reform. However, there were still a number of voices at the forum warning incentive rationalization done wrong could have some serious consequences. There are reports job losses could range from 700,000, as forecast by the joint foreign chambers, to 900,000, a worst-case scenario put forth by the Trade Department if all PESA locators chose to leave. Lufthansa Technique is also reportedly ready to leave if government passes Satira in its current form. Chua, however, is confident a swift passage of the law will calm everyone down.
I've talked to uh, hundreds of them. I've attended a lot of forums. And the main concern is really uncertainty around the passage or long delay of the passage of the bill. And many of them come to the Philippines because of many other factors. So once they see the bill in place and consider all the other factors, then, then they make a decision. And our, um, our estimate is that they, they still invest in the Philippines. The Senate is still in the process of finishing its own cost-benefit study to get the most accurate analysis on the impact of Satira on employment. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. Economic relations between the Philippines and India seem to get a boost when the presidents of the two countries hold bilateral discussions this week. Indian President Ram Nath Kovind will visit Manila from October 17th to 21st. The Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce Philippines believes this visit will further expand the interests between the two countries. You look at the different sectors, right? So you start off with the pharmaceutical and health sector. There's really more and more Indian pharma that is coming into the Philippines, especially after the president during his last visit to India really underscored the importance of these of lower price medicines to be available to the Philippines. And that's been slowly happening. Uh, we see that becoming a little faster as soon as an MOU is signed between our FDA and their counterparts in India that we are hoping will happen this week as well. In addition to that, there's a lot more interest in agriculture, digital technology, startups, and these types of uh, tech industries. The group's optimism comes against a backdrop of U.S.-China trade war uncertainties and the, world's and the World Bank's slashed economic growth outlook for India. But the Indian chamber remains unfazed. I don't see their priorities changing. In fact, I see them enhancing their priorities of looking east. And with that, we expect really this, this forecast to, of, the, of lower growth to slowly correct itself. We see that as something that is cyclical and doesn't really worry us at all. We see India becoming a lot more aggressive in working with other countries, such as the Philippines. The, the amount of inquiries that have been coming into us has doubled, tripled over the last uh, couple of months. The Philippine Home Development Mutual Fund, or PAG-IBIG, says workers' groups want to pay high contributions so they can get better benefits. But as Alvin El Chico tells us, workers also want their employers to pay a bigger share as well. After opposing the idea a few years back, workers are now pushing for an increase in a monthly contribution for the country's home development mutual fund, Pag-ibig. Pag-ibig fund CEO Ahmad Moti says, based on his consultation with labor groups, there is a clamor to raise the minimum contribution by more than 100%. Lahat sila nananawagan na itaas na ito, hindi lang mula 100 to 200, pero 100 to 300, basta daw may counterpart na 300 from the employers. The Trade Union Congress of the Philippines confirms that members want to triple the pag-ibig contribution, but the group says employers must double the amount with their counterpart contribution, aside from higher loanable amount and improved service from the savings fund. Yung aming uh, proposal ay una ay magtataas ng uh, 100 pesos hanggang sa maabot natin yung amount na 300 pesos. We are looking at uh, 3 to 4 years. 
Currently, at 200 pesos monthly contribution or nearly $4, a member gets more than 81,000 pesos or over $1,500 as savings after contributing for more than 20 years. If the contribution is raised to 400 pesos or around $8, meaning 200 pesos each for employees and employers, the savings increase to over 163,000 pesos or over $3,000. If the monthly contribution is further increased to 600 pesos a month, about $12, the employee savings becomes 244,000 pesos or over $4,700 upon maturity. While employers are not directly opposing the planned hike in Pagibig contribution, the group says it can only afford an increase of 50 pesos in their counterpart contribution. Whatever these employees share, lumalabas sa para savings. Pero is employer talaga expansion. But employers clarify they are also open to further adjustments in their contribution in the years to come. Alvin El Chico, ABS-CBN News. And that is Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us.